Yes, how are we all this evening? It's Tuesday. Hmm. It's not as cold as yesterday. And apparently, Mark Rotter says that、uh, he doesn't know if、uh, offices have been closed and if people are breaking the law. He says, but it is possible. Tuesday evening. How are we all this evening? I see、uh, some positive news、um, coming out of the、uh, coronavirus、uh, press conference that there was this evening.、Uh, we will get an update of that.、Uh, Natasha was, she had her eyes glued to the TV screen. So she's going to give us an update on that. And what the latest measures are, I, I read,、uh, I think it was yesterday, that、uh, they were thinking of relaxing laws with, some,、um, uh, with the swimming pool, so you can defecate there again, and、uh, museums, and、um, what else? There was somewhere else that's, it's a place that I wouldn't go to, but they're going to think of opening it. So lots of positive,、uh, lots of positive news、uh, coming out of.、Um, Out of the press conference.、Uh, the R rate, the rate of、uh, reproduction is lower than one. Yep, so everyone's just,、uh, everyone's just popped a bottle of champagne and everyone's gonna get absolute shit face tonight and then it's gonna go over one again tomorrow. But lots of positive things are coming out of uh, this, uh, this evening's、uh, press conference. We,、uh, we, we had a A, a call, and I say we,、um, me and Marius, we had a call with a, a, a lady called Cindy Gallup. And、uh, she's a, she owns a website called、uh, makelovenotporn.com. And I think I've mentioned it on the show before. And I think、uh, our guest, even Lindsay, that we, that we spoke with、uh, a few weeks ago, the one who has a、uh, vagina pillows and penis pillows. Uh, we had a very,、uh, very interesting phone call with her. And、um, we're going to be doing some, some work with her、uh, on Amsterdam Lab and, and, on, and on the show in the coming days and weeks. But、um, I'm, I'm truly、uh, intrigued by what she's doing because her whole vision of Make Love Not Porn is to get people and It's not just females, but it's also men. Because apparently, according to her, she gets a lot of emails from men who, who lack confidence in bed. I mean, who would have thought a guy lacks confidence in bed? But apparently, she gets quite a lot of these,、uh, these uh, emails. And、um, basically, her, her whole vision for this website is to make adults. And, and people feel more confident with, with not just their bodies, but being confident in bed. And I think it's a terrific, uh, a terrific uh, vision that she has. It's all about uh, sex, uh, sex education, and people should be more open to the, idea, to the idea of talking about sex. Because at the end of the day, 
we're all adults and we need to have this honest conversation with ourselves. Well, not just ourselves, but with our friends, our our brothers, our sisters, our cousins. And uh, I think the, the more people are aware of this, especially men, the more the more men are aware of this particular conversation, I think the the rate uh, the the rape uh, level I'm hoping would would go down because the more men know more about females and how they feel should uh, should uh, uh, paint a, a, a broader picture in their in their mind. Well, that's the theory of of it. So I'm I'm very excited to to be you know to be doing to be, to be doing some some work in the in the next uh, few days and weeks, um, with uh, with Cindy and and her uh, company MakeLove dot not Porn dot com. Very interestingly, even Dutch people are subscribed to her uh, to her uh, websites, which again it's just. You would again. You you think a country like the Netherlands, because they're so open about sex, they wouldn't need to be, to be subscribed to a website like Make Love Not Porn, where everything is organic. Uh, all the porn that you see on her website, it's not fake. You know, if you go onto Pornhub, just for example, and you go onto amateur porn, which has become in the past two years, has become the number one searched thing uh, on porn websites. Because, you know, as a human, we all want to know what people get down to in bed. We all want to know what you do. You know, what turns us on in bed. But even amateur porn is is all faked. You know, because the whole, the whole theory and concept and idea of of amateur porn is it's amateur so it's the idea is two couples a boyfriend a guy and a girl making love and there's a lot of acting in it and apparently in in, in Cindy's website you know all the porn that she has on her website is all organic all natural and people can get a sense when they see her of her the videos on her on her website just how uh, natural it is and how and just how turned on you can get when you see it so i'm very excited to be uh, uh to be uh, doing some work with her in the in the near future i think uh our audience here on on the show and even on amsterdam lab are i would like to say we are very mature i mean the kind of stuff we talk about on a day-to-day basis on this on this show i would hope that the people who listen to us are very mature and can actually have an adult conversation about sex i think it's a very important thing to talk about let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be let's talk about sex Mm. Okay, uh, let's get a let's get a uh, an update of what happened um, 
in the press conference because I was actually, I didn't get a chance to follow my favorite uh, news feed, um, Dutch News on Twitter, because we were talking with uh, with Lin, uh, with Cindy um, whilst the press conference was on. So let's get an update from uh, Natasha to see exactly what, uh, what restrictions have been lifted. Because as I said, I, I do know that... Uh, 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 swimming pools are going to be opened again and museums. And there was something else, another uh, point of attraction that's going to be open. But I, it's probably a place it's that movies. I... Movies, it's yes. The movies and it's a uh, uh, fun park. So uh, places like the Efteling and Danerel, if you like to go on to um, roller coasters. Okay. Is there... Um, I, have, I haven't actually ans- asked this question to people that live in the Netherlands, but... Have you heard of a, a place or a place? Have you heard of a, a event called a Winter Wonderland? I have not. But is it is it a music festival? So uh, Winter Wonderland is a very uh, famous, uh, and it's not just in London, but London's the biggest attraction. So basically, they they rent out the whole of Hyde Park from now, really. Um, well, I don't know if it's going to happen now because of Corona, but every year from about now until the second week of January. And it's just this huge uh, theme uh, uh, event. Um, it's really strange because the whole concept of it is a German <laughs> a German theme event. So a lot of the rides you go on, like the, the, the person who's talking on the microphone or the, the computer that says, are you ready... They all speak in a German accent and all of that. And you get a lot of German um, beer. You get a lot of German beer there. There's a German beer tent. Uh, you get German hot dogs and Weissfors. And yeah, it's a real well, German. You love Germany, so I assume you're not complaining. No, it was. I loved it. But the problem is because it was such a tourist attraction, you'd, you have to wait for every ride. So basically, to be able to go on all the rides at Winter Wonderland, you would have to get there at like four o'clock in the afternoon because it closes at, I think, 10 or 11 o'clock. So if you get there at seven, it's, I mean, it takes you a good hour and a half, maybe more, maybe longer to walk around um, Winter Wonderland because remember, it's in Hyde Park and Hyde Park is huge. So, but I mean, it, terrific. If you have kids, the kids would love it, Natasha, if you, t- if you took your two sons there because they've got other things that, you know, kids enjoy. So um, last year they had um, a, a, like a, a kiddie roller coaster, but I mean, literally for kids. And uh, they go in this, they go inside this like tunnel and uh, bubbles um, get, uh, get um, uh, blown into your face from the air gun. So, you know, kids like that kind of stuff. So your sons would love Winter Wonderland. Um, there's lots of things for everyone there to do. So, yeah. So the reason I asked is because, you know, something like this would be very um, interesting in, in the Netherlands, Winter Wonderland, because it's cold. Well, I do do similar things. I mean, every theme park here in the Netherlands, whether it's Danerel or Efteling or Juliana Stoden, they all transform the parks into winter wonderlands in any case during the wintertime. So there's fake snow and there are fake trees and they have glue vine for the parents and hot chocolate for the kids. So mm-hmm. they do something similar here in the Netherlands. Um, and, of course, you know that Leiter Plain and all the big squares around the cities also get transformed 
um, into a winter village here in Amstelveen. It happens every year, but it's not hap- happening this year because of Corona. Mm. So we do have similar smaller things scattered across the country every winter. This will actually be the first time in the five years I've been here that it's not going to happen. It is, yeah. It's very, uh, it's very disappointing. I mean, I was speaking with someone just before we, before we started the show, and. Um, you know, she was saying to me that, oh, you know, I just can't wait for this year to end. Um, and I, I said, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good thing because, you know, you, you, it means you're looking forward to next year. But then she, was, then she says, oh, but, you know, who's to say January, who's to say next year is going to be this, the, better than this year? Well, you don't know because we're two months away from January, so we don't know. I'm hoping it's better. Um, I'm hoping there is some clarity um, amongst amongst uh, um, countries. So I'm very optimistic about uh, next year, especially January. I think January, there's a potential for a lot more um, freedom to be given to people. But who? what do I know? I That's what I think. I'm not giving ideas in everyone's head. I don't have inside sources or anything like that to the Dutch parliament. But I think that's would be the case. Anyway, uh, what happened tonight on the um, in the press conference? Apart from our favorite used car salesman telling us that the R rate is down. <laughs> well, there's some good news and some I wouldn't say bad news, but it's expected. So we're basically back to the partial lockdown we were two weeks ago. So the right. stricter rules that went that went into uh, play for two weeks will now stop tomorrow evening, Wednesday evening at 12 o'clock midnight. Mm -hmm. So we are back to, yes, museums open, the movies are back open, um, swimming pools are open, so if you have kids, they can go to their swimming lessons again, gyms are open again. You can now go back to having three adults from outside your household in your home for a visit, but only three per day. So you can't, uh, you know, have three guests and then three new guests come later. And you're allowed to walk in groups of four again um, on the outside. Mm -hmm. Restaurants are still closed. And one of the journalists did ask Minister de Jong about this. And he basically insinuated that restaurants are, we're still not at the right level for restaurants to open but he didn't state whether that would be level two or level one. So we don't know whether restaurants will be open before mid-January because in all likelihood, some, if not most of these rules will apply until then. Uh, Premier Reto also mentioned again that people are strongly encouraged to wear uh, masks and that this will become... (laughs) Mondkamp, yes, and that this will become mandatory as of December 1st. He also reiterated, please, people, stay home if you don't need to travel. Work from home as much as you can. Don't use public transport unless you have to. They also made special mention again of the Corona Melder app. Mm -hmm. So if you do get a notification from your app saying that you have been potentially exposed to someone with Corona, the rule is that you stay home for five days and after five days go for a Corona test. If the test is negative, you can go on with life. If it is positive, of course, then you stay in quarantine for another 10 days. So it seems that they are really uh, advising people to download and use the app as much as possible. There was also talks of the uh, vaccination program. Minister de Jong mentioned that the Dutch government has been in conversation with six different vaccine makers 
and that it will all depend on, you know, which vaccine goes through the appropriate channels and safety tests in this uh, advanced trajectory, because we know normal vaccination development takes much longer, as your sister has also stated before, Ed. So, yeah, lots of talk today, not a lot of good news. Also, we still don't know about Christmas. They said Christmas is five weeks away, and although the numbers are going down, they're still not where they need to be. So we still have to wait another few weeks before we know what's going to happen on Christmas and New Year and also what's going to happen until January. So for now, more people in your house, you can be four outside. You can go back to the gym and the movies. Still no restaurants, but takeaway stays on the menu, so to speak. You know, what I find very interesting about opening cinemas is that you you are still in a contained environment, but yet you can't open restaurants which is the same environment. Yeah, look, I don't know if you've been to the movies recently, so they've got quite strict... um, I don't think you can be more than 20 or 30... Well, you can't be more than 30 people in the movie, and most big Pathé movie theatres here are for over 100, 150 people. Mm. So you really are spread out. There are also very strict rules around ventilation systems. So all museums and movie centres and places that do have... Um, public meetings and people, you know, 30 and under have to have very specific ventilation systems in place. So there have been investments by companies for that. So there are specific rules towards this. I get your sentiment, but yeah, they, they do have stringent rules in place for this to take place. And of course, you don't have waiters moving about. You don't have cutlery moving about. Um, yeah, the movies isn't the movies like we remember it when we were kids. So it's much more a cold process And that's exactly why I'd rather watch Amazon Prime or HBO or Netflix at home because that movie experience is now lost. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, there is also that that possibility of outside seating because you're outside at a restaurant. So, I mean, there's there's many many ways you can look look (laughs) at it. What I found very interesting um, is that there's there's this Greek restaurant um, on my way home. I see it, and I kid you not, it's the only restaurant I have seen open before tonight that stays open. And tonight, on my way to the studio, I saw people eating in this restaurant. It's almost like the Greeks just literally don't care about Corona. (sighs) Corona? (laughs) Corona. But that's very odd, though. I mean, I mean, it's not allowed. So I, so every single person that walks past there, nobody's complained. So that no. also says something about society. Well, exactly. No, absolutely. I mean, I kid you not. You, you and you can tell it's open. Obviously, a the lights are on, but they've got a, a chalkboard outside telling you what's on the menu. So it's it it is, and it's not for takeaway. It's for sit down. No, no. It's there are people sitting inside the restaurant. I kid you not. So, it, like I say, it's almost as if the Greeks are just like, fuck Corona, you know, as the typical Greeks, as the typical Greek mentality is, take a chair, please. You know. Wait. Um, <laughs> so, I, I heard a story that, um, and you probably, you'll probably um, be able to, to clear this. Apparently, uh, Mark Rota and De Jong are actually in favor of a more stricter lockdown. But because they they became, it was actually recently. Um, they 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 uh, they came under pressure by, I think it was the, the finance minister. I think it was, and 
the the health there's lots of ministers minister. speaking so th- there's been rumors in the media and this plays back to weekends of this past uh, meetings over this past weekend at the Cutays and previously so obviously we know that the Dutch government comprises of the prime minister and various uh, secretaries of state for different portfolios by mm. the way the minister of defense is currently in quarantine because she was exposed to corona so there's that um, and it seems that there is a divide amongst the different ministers and secretaries of state in terms of how strict we need to be. But we also need to remember that it's election time in March. Yeah. So, you know, alliances and allegiances and party lines are slowly dissolving and falling apart as we head closer and closer to the election. So I think it it is people's different stances on things, but I also think, you know, it depends on what the, what the party program is, what the election program is. So a lot of things at play at the moment. But yes, according to published reports or at least stories in the media that de Jong and Mark Rutte are in favor of more stringent measures like a, uh, an R-formed clock mm-hmm. um, and regional, stricter regional lockdowns, including closure of some schools in, in hubs where it's an issue. But for now... It is a democracy, so it seems that uh, majority rules and those stricter measures for now are being kept in check by the other ministers. And it's actually really, it's actually really, really refreshing to hear this coming from from Rota and De Jong because I always thought they were under the 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 impression that you know they don't want this, but from uh, from these reports that I'm hearing. It sounds like no, that's not the case. They're actually in favor of a stricter lockdown. So it's good to hear this because it it does make me feel a lot more confident in in Rota that he's not just doing this for the you know to please people. He he is actually you know he does actually care about getting this this under control. This virus. Okay, uh, I think we should play a song. We should stretch. We should talk about sex. And trust me, the whole there's a lot of people in this world that need sex, including me, and including the the, the previous forty fifth president of America. All of them, and 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 me, we all need sex. So let's get the show started. Let's play a song, and uh, when we come back, we will. We will talk about all the news that has happened in a, in the world, and there's a lot, some good, some bad, but uh, that's what makes the news. I don't wanna know, no, 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 who's taking you home, 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 and loving you so, 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 the way I used to love you. No, I don't wanna know, no, 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 who's taking you home, 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 and loving you so, 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 so. I used to love you, oh, I don't wanna know. Wasted. And the more I drink, the more I think about you. Oh, no, no, I can't take it. Baby, every place I go reminds me of you. No, 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 who's taking you home, 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 and loving you so, 
every time I go out, yeah. I hear it from this one, hear it from that one, that you got someone new. Still I don't wanna know. Okay, uh, let's get into some news. Um, what do you want to hear first, guys? Do you want to hear good news, bad news? What do you want to hear first in the news? Mm, maybe go the traditional way, the good, the bad, and the super, super ugly. Good. Okay, well, let's get some good news for you. And uh, it involves um, it involves a, 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 a vaccine by a company, uh, Moderna. Apparently, their coronavirus vaccine requires two shots given per month, uh, each month apart, should I say, which makes it tougher to get everyone fully um, inno, innocla, innoclated, inno, inoculated. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Inoculated. Inoculated. For fuck's sakes, Wade. Speak, take a chappy, Wade. Um. Apparently, uh, Moderna's, uh, Moderna announced yesterday that its uh, coronavirus vaccine um, was found to be 94.5, that sounds like a radio station back home, uh, effective in preventing corona in clinical trials. Uh, the vaccine requires two shots admin uh, administrated for four weeks apart, which could make a distribution more complicated. Uh, people may need additional booster shots later, uh, say uh, Moderna experts. But overall, good news. I mean, there's lots of vaccines coming out. Which one's going to be the most effective? Which one's going to be available to us first? Well, that's only a, that's we'll only know next year whether it's going to be Pfizer, where it's going to be BioNTech, whether it's going to be Moderna, Johnson and Johnson's. Who knows what it's going to be? But I just hope that one vaccine is going to be ready before, or at least next year. I see Germany yesterday. 
spoke yesterday that Germany is uh, already um, uh, increasing efforts to get people vaccinated before the end of December. That's an ambitious, a very ambitious thing to do, especially with the population in Germany, how big it is. But hey, you've got to be ambitious, especially in this time. Um, what else is in the news? I see um, a UK burglar. Let's talk about the UK, my favorite country. A UK burglar is a, is set to be freed from prison within days, according to sources. Uh, apparently, um, it'll be cheaper for UK taxpayers to send this guy abroad to Canada than to keep him in, in UK prisons. Um, this UK killer was previously released, uh, but was jailed again after admitting to owing more than owing to more than 1,000 child porn images. So there you go. That's Canada. Canada can deal with him now. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was actually in the, in the crown. Well, not in the crown, but a reference to it was in the crown. Apparently the queen is concerned and, and distressed that her, that her favorite son, Prince Andrew, has connections to Jeffrey Epstein, um, and they are bringing a more lasting whiff of scandal to the monarchy, reports the Sunday Times. Uh, allegations surrounding Epstein and his one-time friendship with Andrew are far too serious to be countered uh, by mere denials. And why I say this was referenced in the <laughs> in the uh, Crown. <laughs> There's, a, there's an episode, I'm not going to say a lot because you need to watch it, but there's an episode where the queen wants to know who, you know, apparently she doesn't know who her favorite child is. So she sets up appointments with with all her ch- with all her children, Charles, um, Andrew, um, and the other two, I can't remember their names. Um, and it's Prince Andrew's birthday. And uh, he's saying, you know, mummy, I mean, I, I'm I'm talking to this wonderful girl, and the queen. You know the queen. Ooh. So he's like, "Yes, mummy, she's 17 years old," and the queen's like, "Oh, it's not a bit too young for you." Oh, mummy, <laughs> it's just a number. You gotta love the royal family. You gotta love, you gotta love Prince Andrew. Hmm? What a creep! What a creep! And he's the and he's the, the queen's favorite son. I don't know if he's gonna be the favorite her favorite son after this, but uh, yeah, it's very creepy to know that um, your favorite son has deep rooted connections with um, uh, with a, a horrible, horrible um. A, a, a rapist and woman abuser and mm, terrible. What do you think about this? Terrible, huh? Would you be ashamed if you were the queen? I would be deaf. I would be devast. I would. I would go so far as to cut ties off with Prince with Prince Andrew. That's how. That's how bad I would. I would take it. You don't want someone like that in your family. 
And what's even worse is that in the beginning, when when this all came out, the Queen actually defended Prince Andrew. But obviously now that more details have come out about uh, about this, um, yeah, I think she should she honestly she should she should just sever her her ties with with Prince Andrew and be like, you know what? You've embarrassed the monarchy. You've embarrassed me. You're on your own now. I'm not giving you any money. Just like she's done with um, uh, Prince, um, what's his name? Prince Harry. You know, several the ties. You're not going to get any more money from us. You're on your own now. That's what she should do to Prince Andrew. It's disgusting. But they left. They weren't kicked out of the family. Yeah, it's it was. A little bit of a it was. It's by yeah. It's by choice. But the Queen should do that. She should set. She should show the example and say, "Look, I'm disgusted in you. This is not what people should see of us. If you want to do this, do it in your own in your own uh, place." In your own little world, don't bring it here to the monarchy. I mean, we all know though the the, the royal family has a history of of um, disgusting behavior, incest, and all of that. Yes, um, which is why um, oh, who was that king? The king of Spain in the 18th century died. In fact, he committed suicide because he was so fucked up in the head. Because he's it was it was down to um, history of uh, generations of of. His cousins making love. So he was so mentally uh, uh, scarred and mentally um, unstable that he actually killed himself. So yeah, the, the royal family does have a, a rooted history of this kind of stuff, which I'm not surprised why Prince Andrew thought this was just a just a normal thing. But yeah, the queen should definitely sever ties. That's if I was the if I was the king of England, I would sever ties with. Andrew and say, you know what? You're on your own. I can't have you behaving like this. I I bought some um I bought I went to Burger King here at uh Balmore Arena. And you see the thing is it's always closed. I don't understand this. It's always closed. And tonight I see it's it was open. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll get a I'll get some Burger King. And uh it's very strange how this Burger King operates because you have Ingun entrance and you have Outgun you know, exit. So I'm going, I'm standing at the, at the ingang and the guy in front of me, Uber, Uber delivery guy, he says, oh no, this is only for collection, only for Uber people. So I'm looking around and I'm trying to see any uh, uh, sign that it's for Uber, but okay, fine. So I went and I waited in the queue and there were two other people in front of me. Man, did I wait. Honestly, I thought I was going to miss the call with, with Cindy tonight. I got here uh, 25 past 6. And I got my food at quarter pa- at quarter 2. I'm not kidding you. That's how long I waited. It's terrible. And then I, I said, because, you know, I don't eat tomatoes. So I, I order a, I don't even know what it was, a Whopper or whatever it was, a Whopper meal. And I said, oh, no tomatoes. And uh, okay, fine. Now I'm expecting the terminology no tomatoes to be as well no tomato sauce. But no, no, you have to tell them as well no tomato sauce. So I got the no tomatoes. That's That was fine. But as I, whenever I get a burger, I'll, 
always double check. And it's, my whole burger is smothered in that horrendous ketchup that they use at Burger King. And um, I'm very disappointed because I'm wearing I'm wearing my new my my new shoes, my new New Balance shoes. You know the you know New Balance. You know the the, the shoe company that's made for Americans because they have fat feet, like me. And I'm wearing my shoes. And I'm walking from from Burger King to the studio because I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since one o'clock. And I check, I look at my burger and I look and I see it's smothered in this horrible and I can smell this horrible ketchup that it's that they use. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So now I don't have anything to uh to wipe it off. I don't have a fork or a knife or a spoon or anything like that. So obviously I have to use my finger, my index finger, and I try my best to get it off and obviously because I'm walking it went on my shoes and I'm very fucking angry I'm not very abs- I'm not very pleased about that because usually when people say no tomatoes you would think they would put no tomatoes in general not just the actual tomato I include the tomato sauce but no one thinks like me unfortunately I think this world would be a better place if everyone thought like me, don't you think? I think it would be a much better place. But I, I must say, the service as well—the service there is, the service there is really bad, really, really bad. There was a person in front of me. Honestly, I thought the guy was going to punch the guy behind the till, because he's going. What else? This. What else? What drink? What side? And as the whilst this guy is telling him his order, the guy behind the till is is walking around. He's ta- he's trying to get the attention of of someone in the kitchen, and then he's trying to get the attention of the Uber guy. And this guy, this poor guy in front of me, he, he just wants to order whatever it was. And this stupid eater behind the till is not even uh, giving him basic basic. Uh, um, customer service. It's really bad. It makes me really angry that. Hashtag first world problems way. Mm, definitely. Definitely. It's it's really bad. Um, speaking of first world, um, what is the latest? Because uh, you know about this. Because you, I see you. You're more act, you're more active on this group than I am. What's the latest on the travel restrictions to go into SA? Can we go now? Because I heard they lifted it, but I don't know if that's just for locals you, you, or you. You look, you can, but it's not advised, and you know, unless it's emergency or a family emergency, and I mean, those things are very valid. But I think the idea of going to SA for a summer holiday because it's summer there is stupid and irresponsible. So tonight, Ritha said as well, people, please don't travel. Uh, which they will overseas unless it's really necessary so south africa's borders are open again but look the the rule is they can't stop anybody with a south african passport Mm. so i don't know whether it's it's technically the right thing or the legal thing to do but they can't stop you from going in because you're a resident of the country but is it the right thing to do i don't think so unless i mean you are separated from your children or somebody's ill in the family but i think a, a holiday in belita right now in cape town is a little bit irresponsible. Well, I that, he- that's just my opinion, at least. I heard, uh, speaking of international travel, I heard that uh, 
there's, there's quite a few Dutch people who were going to Curaçao with a fake Corona tests, um, with negative tests, you know, cause you have to have a piece of paper when you go there, a Corona test paper that says you're, you're negative. I was reading that apparently a lot of Dutch uh, tourists that have been going to Curaçao, cause that's the only place where Mark Rotter allows you to go travel, have been, um, uh, producing fake, uh, Corona tests, uh, test results to the immigration officers. That's very sad. I mean, my, my neighbors are planning to go. They go every year. Mm. My 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 neighbor Rob actually grew up on Curacao uh, for part of his childhood. Oh right. So he and his wife they go literally every year, just before, just after Christmas for a month. And this year, well, they were actually planning to go for two months because they said if they have to be in quarantine here or there, they'd rather be in sunshine than in ten degrees. Mm. And uh, but I don't think they'd. I don't even know they they would know where to find a fake Corona test because they're both also in their 60s, so I highly doubt whether they'd go the the wrong route to go on a holiday there. But mm. it's very sad to hear people need feel they need to do that. I don't even know where would you get a fake or a Oh, test. trust me, Natasha. Suppose, you, there's many I places. Suppose, yeah, there's a lot of low people in high places, so yes. I suppose, yeah. The dark web, that's where you can get it from. Um, I want to I speak to you very quickly. Um, what do you think about... Um, because I think we we ch- we chatted about this um, off air, about uh, about um, feeling confident about yourself and all of that. Because um, we spoke about um, make love not porn dot com. What do you think about what uh, what Cindy's doing? Her her vision. I think it's a really good vision. I find it very interesting, and I mean I've read some research reports, and obviously I I used to work with Lindsay not directly with uh, uh, sexual health and reproductive Mm -hmm. health rights, but within the same organization. And I find it's fascinating that people are using alternative avenues to, whether it's to educate or to empower people, whether it's male or female, um, to feel, you know, more confident about themselves, to take ownership of their bodies, to take ownership of their sexuality and their sexual needs. Because, I mean, if more people are informed, empowered, um, and know what they want and don't want, I think the world would indeed be a much better place. You know, you spoke about rape statistics earlier uh, and things like that, so less power play, um, less less friction in relationships. So I, I, I'm all for using alternative forms of education and empowerment because, you know, standard sex education at schools and, you know, parents are dismally failing, still dismally failing their children at, at sexual education, so uh, Would you, I, I, I say I'm all for it. So are you going to give your, your, your boys the sex talk? Look, <laughs> now, ironically, uh, my eldest is almost six. So he has asked a few questions. I mean, I don't know if you know, the, the Dutch schooling systems follows the Lente Krivels program, which was designed by Rutgers. And from about age four to five, they start getting some form of sexual education at school but very age-appropriate. So my son has asked, ironically, this morning, a question about his anatomy. And um, my husband very matter-of-factly explained to him why that is and why that works that way. But the great thing about children is they have questions, and if you answer that question without making an issue out of it or freaking out, their their curiosity goes away because you've answered their question. 
if you don't inform children and give them the right things, they're going to ask their friends mm. or a friend will come with a story and then they'll get a completely warped sense of, of, of what the reality is. So, no, I, I mean, I also, like you guys know, I grew up with three brothers. So I'm, I'm very open to the idea of having very open and frank conversations with my own sons because yeah. I have to give kudos to my parents. Um, they did the same with, with us. And, uh, you know, growing up in conservative Pretoria in an Afrikaans family, I, I am quite proud that my parents took that more liberal approach in, in you know, giving us the facts of life without sh- uh, layering and hiding behind religious beliefs or things like that. So I hope, I aspire to be that for my sons, but it's not just my responsibility. I said to my husband, there's certain conversations by virtue of me not having the same anatomy, I can't have with the boys like he would. So I think if there are two parents involved, it needs to come from both. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, as I said, when we spoke with Lindsay, I was, um, I was more, I would have been mortified if, if I, I, I didn't, but if I did have the sex talk with my dad, I mean, my the amount of stuff that comes out of my dad's mouth, I'd be mortified if, if, if he gave me that sex talk. I'm kind of glad he didn't because I think I would be scarred. I think I wouldn't want to have sex if he if he if he did have this uh, chat with um, with me. But, but um, it's probably because it would have been awkward, right? And your dad didn't necessarily talk about things like that. You know, the only people that get awkward around about sex are parents, mm. and then they tend to reflect their weirdness and their weird feelings about stuff on us, and then we get a warped view of things, and then it continues. But I think if you are just normal, and that's what I do appreciate about that society, uh, is that sex is normalized. It's not necessarily saying that you should have sex with everybody. Uh, this is one of the countries with this with the lowest uh, teenage pregnancy rate and uh, um, lots of things. So it's not as if, if it's a free fall for everybody, but normalizing it makes children less... Um, curious about things and doing things about their parents back and doing uninformed things. So I think if your dad was probably more relaxed about it and wasn't, you know, very specific in his views, it might've been an easier conversation for you back then. Is it the ideal person to speak to? No, but I think parents are a hell of a lot of safer discussions than hearing it from Bobby, um, Bobby down the street who secretly digs into his dad's porn stash, for example. Yeah. I mean, look, I think if, if I ever did have kids, which is highly unlikely, but if I did, I think you know, and it came down, it came time to talking about this specific topic. I think I would be a a very cool person to to talk with in regards to this because you know it is a very awkward thing when you talk with your parents, whether you are a girl. I mean, I don't know how the conversation goes down with a mother and a daughter. But uh, I think I would be a, a pretty cool parent um, talking with my kids just because, you know, I'm so I'm so straightforward <laughs> when I, you know, and, and direct when I when I tell stuff like this. So I think, you know, I would make it less. And that's perfect. Yeah, I think I would make it less awkward um, than, I, you know, if my dad had to give me the, the, the chat. And thank you know, thank goodness he didn't. Um, I yeah, I I, I I reverted to porn for that. So thank goodness that didn't happen. Um, since we're talking about Lindsay, what do you think of what Cindy is doing on her website? I 
find no. I think it's very interesting. Um, <laughs> I do you know? I, um, actually, we 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 found a. <laughs> uh, Marius was uh, Marius was besotted when he heard this. He was just couldn't keep it in. Um, but you know, there's there's a she, there's very clever ways um, that she that she markets her <laughs> her videos. Um, so one of the videos is a uh, is um. Dutch courage. Any idea why she says that or why she calls it Dutch courage? Well, we usually associate it drinking alcohol to do something. At least in South Africa, you had Dutch courage if you took a drink to do something. Maybe it's Dutch people. I don't know. Tell us, Wade. Tell us. So the <laughs> so the the reason she calls it she names one of her videos Dutch courage is. Or, or going Dutch is because, you know, when um, if you go if you um, if you could, if you take your date out, or if or even if you are dating, and you both split the bill, right? You're both satisfied because you've paid, your girlfriend's paid, and vice versa. So there's no there's no feeling bad that one one of one person paid and not the other. So they call it a they call it Dutch or, or going Dutch. And Dutch courage yeah, because that's going Dutch. Yeah, that's going Dutch. If you splittable, yeah, yeah. They so they call it that because th- that's that's essentially what a sixty nine is because you both pleasure each other and it's both great. You you both get something at the end of it, and that's what happens when you go out and eat. You both if you split the bill, you are both happy. So I think it's a wonderful way <laughs> to uh just des- to describe one of her videos. <laughs> It's it's true equality in a in a relationship. Yeah, I, I can see that. And my favorite, because I, I don't want to talk too much about it because um, we are going to be working some very clever ways um, with Cindy um, in the coming weeks. Um, but one of one another one of my favorites was um, like you know usually I mean I know you don't watch porn, Natasha, but um, you. Usually on porn websites, you know, they usually usually the ti- the titles are pretty uh, uh, hardcore, if I can call it that. So, this girl got banged by a ten inch penis, you know, or this g- I gave it to this girl good and proper, or whatever, right? So now, now on on this, I, I I just have to comment, Wade. You you use these very. <laughs> I highly doubt it's that proper because you're using very proper terms to describe this. Yeah, she got a good and good and hard. Yeah, what <laughs> um, what she did. Um, so, you know, for for one of her 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 anal videos, the title is Ah 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 Ow oh, That Hurts, which it's it's true. It, that's really that's really what happens. It's not ah. Oh, I just took this girl from behind and banged her. She got it good from behind, which is usually what the titles are on porn websites. So her her her, <laughs> her titles on the on her porn websites on her porn videos are very organic, so to speak, and sound very honest <laughs> from your yes. description. Well, I mean, yes, I mean, anal is ah ah oh, that hurts. I don't know anyone that enjoys anal that says, "Oh, that's nice," because it's painful for both parties, the female and the and the male. Yeah, so it's it's very clever the way she uh, markets um, her her videos, 
Um, and yeah, like as I said before, I'm I'm very uh, much looking forward to 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 working with her um, in the coming weeks. I think uh, we're going to do some terrific uh, uh, content that uh, our listeners will enjoy, and also um, we're going to do some other clever stuff on on Amsterdam Lab. So I'm very very uh, happy to to be uh, working with such a a a, a interesting brand like um, Make Love not porn.com all right everybody uh have yourselves a good tuesday just remember that uh pools from tomorrow right swimming pools are going to be open museums um, re- um no, it'll be it goes in it, it ends at midnight on wednesday so from thursday you can go swimming go back to the gym enjoy your movies go to the museum and if you want to go to a, a roller coaster park you can Okay, so the good times are back again. So we'll be able to defecate in the pool. We'll be able to pee in the pool again. Perhaps maybe see someone's floating sperm again in the pool. Because these things happen when you go to public pools. People say, what pools do you go to, Wade? Oh, I've been to public pools, which is why I don't go there anymore. I've seen I'm seen stuff. I've seen people taking a pee in the pool. I've seen people taking a shit in the pool. I mean, Why? Why, out of all places? I don't know if it's the water. It makes you feel a lot better. makes you feel comfortable. It makes you go, oh, ah, ah, ah. I don't know. But we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, have yourselves a sexy, uh, sexy, sexy uh, Tuesday. Keep warm. It's not as cold as yesterday, but uh, it's still pretty cold outside. And uh, as the Greeks say, let's take a chap, please. It's like that Greek restaurant that I see when every time I ride past it, going to the studio and going home, they open because they don't care about Corona. Let's take a chap here. <laughs>